Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. It's all about perspective. I am here with a very special guest. I'm very excited about this one. She is uh, an award-winning music specialist. She won the Milken Award, I think, three years ago. Uh, and then also just recently received the key to a city. And we'll ask her what city that was. But uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have the Tyrone Thompson music specialist, Miss Allie Jun, in the podcast today. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. How was your first day? We're both probably tired because it was our first day today, but how was yours? I had a great day. My I did too. Every day is great, but especially the first days are just really, really fun for me. So why how why was it fun though? Like I never even talked to a specialist today. I didn't have a time. So how, uh, how was I'm your sure. day? Sure. Um, well, being that first year, I didn't really know anybody, but it was still really ex- like kids wise. It was really exciting to be there and present a music class to them. And now having them again for the second year and creating some relationships with those kids, they were so excited to come back. And and I was so excited to see them. And word spreads quickly. So they all wanted to do choir and drums yeah. and boomwhackers. So it was just, <laughs> it was so much love. It's just so much love and so much fun. Yeah, I found the same thing. Like it was fun today. Um, I really think this was the best first day I've had because I think like we have it built up now where they understand what to do and how to act. And of course, we have great teachers and staff, which makes that easier. But uh, today was just a great day. I mean, it really. It really was like parents were pumped and, you know, it was just was really nice. It's just nice. They like wait to get into those doors and it's phenomenal. Yeah. What, what I I don't know. So I'm going to ask just so everybody can know. I know you went to Syracuse University. I did. How did you end up being a music teacher in Las Vegas? Well, I got my bachelor's and my master's at Syracuse, and I stayed the extra year because I really loved college. It wasn't like <laughs> thinking you had that. Fun. Yeah, so I wasn't like, oh, you know, I really should. Uh, but the program that was really, I mean, I was a TA, and it, it it was phenomenal for me. And they had all music educators graduate with a proficiency in every instrument to make us kind of more marketable. So that really, really helped put my growth mindset at such a young age. And I didn't even know what a growth mindset was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I taught in Long Island um, right out of college, uh, high school. And um, my husband and I um, realized we'd never be able to afford a house out there yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Um, and I got a couple. And so then I applied for a bunch of jobs in Buffalo, which is where I was born and raised. And I got a lot of offers and I had some in Vegas as well. But um, my husband and I were young and he said, if you, you take that job in New York, we're never leaving. And so yeah. we said, you know, it's a big world out there. And then I moved to Vegas and never looked back. Yeah. <laughs> so, and hopefully I love you're, it. I love you're it. never going back to the rough buff, are you? No. Oh, okay. it's too cold. That's no, no bills. <laughs> So how do you like, so you taught in Long Island. I did. What? So I guess when you look back to your first year, how many years have you been doing this? This is my 20th year. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> like when you look back to your first year at Long Island versus your 20th year at Thompson, like what do you think is the, the biggest difference or how have you gotten better? Um, You know what? Honestly, I believe in myself now. Before I was just kind of questioning everything I was doing and comparing myself to every other teacher that's in the world out there. And, um, you know, Instagram and stuff wasn't, I sound old now. Instagram wasn't that popular. <laughs> what well, wasn't even, it, was it, wasn't, it, wasn't yeah, it wasn't even out there. So now I can see how 
you can really get lost by comparing yourself to other people. But I now I know, and it took me a while, I'm not going to lie, it took me a while to realize that this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, there's no other place that I am supposed to be. I really can't do anything as well as I do teaching. And that, now I just have confidence in myself. I know what I'm doing. Uh, do I still make mistakes? Absolutely. Am I still working on myself every year? Absolutely. But I know I've got this. I can deal with kids. I have relationships with kids. I am really 13 at heart. So it's yeah. it's just, it's just, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to, to imagine you not confident because you like, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, if you don't, I mean, for people that don't know Allie, like you always have excitement and you're always like, you're not afraid to just do random stuff. If, if people, if people follow you on Instagram, they see like videos and, and, uh, you know, you modeling. <laughs> I used it. to and, fake it till I make it. Yeah. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, so like, it's hard for me to imagine you not just, uh, not you, I guess I would say. I've always been like this, but I never believed it before, you know, and it was always kind of an act. And now I just feel much more secure. You think that's just maturity and you just think like you don't care what people think or uh, why you just get to that I point where you're comfortable with yourself? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I'm 42. <laughs> um, so turning 40 helped a lot, but I honestly... Um, getting the recognition for the Milken was so surprising and not anywhere on my realm of things. And um, it really, really, really changed the way that I think about myself. Um, so, absolutely. So just by winning that, I mean, you didn't know, you told me the story, you had no idea. You were just, no sitting, I saw the pictures, you're just sitting on the bench there. And then all of a sudden you win, but how, I guess like, how did that work? Because all of a sudden you win this Milken award and then you just have confidence in yourself or is that just the validation you need it? I think from the community of Milken educators, it was all about you're here for a reason. You And it's hard as an educator because there's so many people in, that are great at their job. Um, and it's easy to follow the coattails of other people, but you, ha but you have to be yourself as a teacher. Like you, there's no, the kids know. The kids yeah, know you when you're not being you. School, you yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's, um, I think the community of educators that, you know, they were just all about being, you know, be 10% bolder. What's the worst that could happen? Um, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I mean, just a lot of really tidbits that really, really, really solidified. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing things the right way. Now I just have to praise myself instead mm -hmm. of saying, oh, this teacher does it better. Or, oh, I really should do this. Or I really could do that, which is easy to do because uh, people do a phenomenal things, but what you do is enough if you do it with a lot of passion and love. Yeah. Where do you, where's your passion and love come from? I mean, you're just, you're always, like I said, you're just always a ball of energy unless you're sick. Uh, but, but like, I mean, where do you get that from? I get that question a lot. And if I had a dollar for every time I could mm -hmm. retire, Robert. Um, we don't I, want you to retire. No, no, no. I'm not going to, I'm not going anywhere. Um, I don't know. It's just always been me. I've always been an actress, always been on stage, always, always musical. It's just, it's just me. I don't, I don't have any fear of making a fool out of myself. Yeah, I, know. I think it's the problem. <laughs> it's probably a problem. I think it's a problem. I think a lot of people probably wish that they had your confidence. You know, I mean, there's That's things nice. I wish I could do. You know, like when we're out in front of the school and you just start singing or, 
dancing or doing whatever. There's times I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. But, um, you know, if I have like an Elvis suit on or something, I can do it, but not, not just myself. So I think, uh, Hey, it makes them laugh. And even some of our students that don't speak English, we just do a little dance together and you know, that's the way we communicate. And I think it's amazing. It's just amazing. Do you think, so I guess think too, I mean, I'm glad you're on here because you're a specialist. What's the most difficult part of being a specialist? Yeah, you because know, you like you have like you know a teacher at our school that did it for a year, and by like October she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so, what's the most difficult part in your opinion? The most difficult part is 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 numbers. It's just numbers. That's okay. really what it is. One of the reasons why I um, left one of my schools is just the sheer amount of doubles and. Um, this is a loaded question. Um, as specialists, sometimes we get seen a little bit more as babysitters and that's really, well, I, mean, a- I went to like, yeah, no, I was exactly, I didn't want to go into it because, you know, there's times where I think that probably can happen very easily. Absolutely. Um, and so I didn't know what you were going to say because for better or worse, as a principal, we are gauged really on three, four or five test scores. Absolutely. There's no, there's no music scores or, or PE score. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were going to say that it's um, a job where you feel undervalued or as someone who just babysits. I have many times. Um, I realize though, but as a specialist for 20 years, you also realize that that is the principal's expectations. And that's really what you guys are being judged on the test score. So, you know, that going in, you know, that I think it's just the way that the specialist team together is is really the glue that holds the school together. If you have a great specialist team, they really, really, really are. Um, so I think you start to get undervalued when, uh, specials are no longer music or PE and then it turns into an ST math and it's, and then the kids know that it's, mm-hmm. it's, this isn't it. This is just a 50 minutes, you know? So I think that's the hardest part, but there's so many more re- rewarding parts of being a specialist than there are. And then of course, just, you know, teaching or treating yourself and treating your kids and the other teachers in the building to, to treat you like an educator. <laughs> I can, yeah. I do just what you do, but I like, I don't ask you to teach recorder and you're not going to ask me to teach your math test because they're going <laughs> to fail. Okay. Every parent out there wants to know why, why recorders? <laughs> it's, it's in the, it's state mandated. It's state mandated. Is that a good thing though? I mean, or like, is it because they're cheap and they're easy? Like what's the, why they're not? They're the first beginning instrument. So in New York, we used to do formal instruments in fourth grade. So I'm talking saxophones, mm-hmm. trumpets and all that, but That's out early. here, yeah, yeah. But bet you develop your embouchure, you de- 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 develop the techniques. And in here we don't, in Nevada, excuse me, we don't start recorders, formal I should say formal woodwind instruments mm-hmm. until third grade. Um, I call them Satan's whistles, uh, but the kids love them. So and parents <laughs> probably would agree with that. Oh, they hate them. I hate them. Uh, <laughs> but it's a first formal instrument, and it's nice too because then um, if they choose to play clarinet or saxophone, it's the same fingerings for the first note, so it's a really easy transition. Okay, so so, so well, I don't know if you remember this, but when you interviewed at Thompson, not that you did have a job before you showed up, but um, I think you and I talked about how sometimes I struggle with specialists and making them a valuable part of the school. Um, one thing that, you know, I think that's 
for better or worse, that's just maybe a philosophical thing, but. Oh, I'll um, let you know. Oh yeah. 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 No, you're, you're pretty upfront, which is good. But <laughs> you know, I, I told you like, I need someone, not that I've um, worked with poor music specialists in the past, but you know, I need someone to like provide value for it because I, I think you feel the pressure as a principal to do all these things. Well, if I could do ST math instead of music, that helps us on the other side with scores and things like that. So it's a, it's a given a, you know, given a take, but Mm -hmm. you know, I think I remember us talking about that. Like I need you to prove that music is worth it. Cause one thing I struggle with is, and again, this is not okay, but it's a, it's a personal problem is, you know, not every kid is going to be the lead singer of Imagine Dragons or play, play uh, an instrument. So well, why they might do not we... do it in front of you, but they might do it at home. Okay, fair enough. Which is why... also very valuable. So, so again, it goes back to, in your opinion as a music specialist, why does every student K through five need to have music? Well, music really is, again, for a lot of our students that are not even from here, a universal language. I tell them all the time, you know, you can read music and you can go to Japan and not be able to order a cheeseburger, but you can read that recorder music, brother, like, or I can play the same song for a class in Germany and I don't speak any German, but the emotions and the feelings are still there. Um, I think it's really, especially nowadays for an emotional outlet, these kids need to release some feelings, some trauma in any way, shape or form. If it's drumming, if it's dancing, if it's singing, and even if it's not with me, I tell them, I want to make you lifelong musicians. So I want you to go and I want you to keep playing guitar or I want you to play drums. And you don't have to do it with a formal person. Just whatever makes you happy on YouTube, just do it. Like everybody is musical in some way, shape or form. That's very true, you know, because I listen, I mean, I listen to music all day long yeah the thing is though i cannot play a recorder i can't read music i tried to teach myself how to play imagine on the piano during covid i got you better change that growth mindset brother (laughs) fair (laughs) enough fair enough (laughs) touche but yeah so you know so it's um it's a thing where i wonder how many admin um think well i'm not judged on music scores right and that and that unfortunately devalues for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, you or, you know, PE or mm-hmm. um, art. And mm-hmm. so I think, um, you know, again, I'm blessed. I, we are, we are blessed with fabulous specialists. So it's, um, absolutely it's great to understand better mm-hmm. how you make it important. Well, it's also, you, I don't have to do choir. I don't have to do a musical. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do any of those things, but once you get that ball rolling and you see the, I mean, I put out that dojo application today, mm-hmm. like and within 19 minutes had already 32 people like parent. And I was like, Holy Moses smell the roses. So I know it means a lot to them. So why do um, you, so why do you do choir and, and uh, your musical? Does it bring you joy or do you want to do it for the kids? It absolutely brings me joy. Um, it, it, I mean, at, Obviously, there's a stress factor to it because, again, I don't test, but when I show up to that concert, that's all Allie Jun. That's nobody else. So if they don't sound good, if I don't pick great songs, if the parents are bored, you know, it's just that's on me. Those are my tests. My and I feel like as an educator, not having to do standardized testing that I should step up and do something like that. That is kind of my test, if you will. Um, 
I think for a lot of them too, just the experience of performing in front of others. And I tell them all the time, like, you know, you guys can sing, but your parents are going to love what you sing and just the pride from the parents and everything. Musicals I love too, because um, I don't cut anybody. Um, I think I might've told you the story. My dad was in choir when he was young and his teacher told him to just move his lips. And from that day on, he never sang. Like I've never even heard him sing. So he said, Alexandra, whatever you do, just don't do that to a kid. So I refuse to cut anybody in the musical. Um, but obviously we'll have parts, leads and things like that. So that is just a huge undertaking and it's really special for the kids to put on makeup, put on microphone. Like it's a big deal. Yeah. So you, you make me think like, that's one of the things I've learned through the years is that yeah there's no test scores per se like we talked about but you have the ability to teach kids in so many different ways for lifelong skills yeah Um, you're always going to be in front of someone most likely um you're going to have to speak at some point in time in college or at your job so you you can find other ways to help i guess i would say create these these lifelong learners Right. And as a specialist, it's really, really, really amazing to see and develop those relationships from K to five. So when I get them from kindergarten and then to fifth grade, and I just over the summer had lunch with some of my 18 year olds that were all graduating and they're so fabulous and phenomenal. And just it's music is is an amazing thing to teach. It is. And I get I learned. So you also last year, you did a great job, I think, um, with, you know, our student who had the service dog and and just giving those students the opportunity to actually shine as well. Um, which was just, it was, it was great for me to see. And to, again, just realize there's so much more to, to all this stuff. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm <laughs> the lucky one. Um, why did you go to Kansas this summer? I was very, very fortunate to apply and receive a fellowship with the Lowell um, Milken Center for Unsung Heroes. And it's all student-based research projects about people who, again, are unsung. I mean, there are many, 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 many heroes that history has taught us about. Martin Luther King. I mean, we could go on forever. Um, But this teaches kids to kind of look for their own heroes. So somebody who has made a big impact um, in whatever they're interested in. Um, for example, uh, Mary Morello, Tom Morello's mom, who you know, Tom Morello sings against Rage Against the Machine. She's 99 years old and she started um, Parents for Rock and Rap, which is against, you know, censorship that Tipper Gore did. So, and then of course she did a lot more, but there's huge people out there and these projects are life-changing for these kiddos. Um, and so it, w- it was it was profound for me. I'm so excited to start it. And this is new for me. I don't do project-based lessons mm-hmm. because, well, I mean, huge you know, documentaries, if you will. So this will be new for me too. And I'm really excited because a lot of teachers are already really on board with it. They have ideas. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I know it's going to make a huge impact. So are you trying kids. to bring Unsung Heroes into music this year? Is that your... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So again, we haven't talked about this, but uh, what is your plan with that? They're just going to learn about them and learn. No, I'm going to give them some examples of what I would. Okay. So I do a huge lesson on civil rights movement too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Joni Mitchell, taxi cab, big yellow taxi cab. We talk about those lyrics. We talk about Marvin Gaye's, you know, ecology, all those things are still so present today. And those were in the seventies. So we talk about those lyrics. We talk about, we do, oh, I do Whitney Houston's, um, 
Star Spangled Banner versus Jimi Hendrix Star Spangled Banner. And I we talk about that and what his point or his views on Vietnam. And it, sound, it was just so much chaos to him. And that's why he did that song that way. And for him, it was beautiful. So again, it's all about perspective for these oh, kids too. Oh, good drop there. Thank you. <laughs> so it's all about what they see and who their heroes are too. What, what, who my hero is is not necessarily a fourth grader hero, or maybe it is, and they just didn't even know about this person. So um, I'm really excited to kind of give them a few options first of what I would do, and then have them do some research. I'm going to have to talk with the classroom teacher for sure, um, to research some unsung heroes on their own terms, and then kind of almost like do a vote. Like, who do we want to do? And it's going to be a small project with like a small amount of kids that are really devoted. Um, But I, I plan on expanding it you know, a little See, larger too. You've got me thinking, which is good. Um, you know, how can we expand this? Because you're right. There are so many unsung heroes out there that have changed the world that nobody knows about. Even Tyrone. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you look at, you know, our namesake Tyrone Thompson, who did so much stuff uh, that was great for kids, but I'm thinking how, how can we expand this now? So, mm-hmm. you know, if we have unsung heroes in music well why can't we have them in art or absolutely or wherever you know and blow blow this up somehow of course the challenge is um that you know the um i think the great thing about specialists not maybe having um assessments that were judged on is that you have a lot more freedom um you know no one's wheeling in a you know a pallet full of music programs for you to follow you can which is a blessing and a curse Absolutely. But you can bring in those unsung heroes. Yeah. And uh, and have the freedom to do so. And it's really powerful for the kids to talk to that person's family or actually talk to that person and see how life was. Um, it's, it's insane. It was so good. I don't know if you saw this, but um, um, Tracy, our school was doing uh, chat GPT. Um, no, you didn't. You weren't at that one. But there's a way, I guess, with uh, with AI where you can use uh, AI and they can basically have a conversation with the person. So um, hypothetically they could say something and AI will, will uh, basically talk about what the person might say. So that's interesting. So yeah, talk to, talk to Tracy about that. Cause that might, might be something where the, where you can just, it takes all the background knowledge and it creates uh, a persona. AI is phenomenal. It's what a be, world. What a world. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So in music, what, I guess looking at that, what, if you, so wait, I'm going to go back. Okay. Why did you get the key to the city and what city was it? I got the key to Fort Scott, Kansas, and it was for the, um, I don't want to say the movement, but the, the things I've accomplished in education. Did they hand them out to how many people were there? Um, it was myself, another a fellow teacher from uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, the Kansas Teacher of the Year, one from West Virginia, and the youngest global winner um, from Ukraine. And that was Great. really powerful to hear from her. So before you went there, though, you kind of let us know that you were kind of nervous about going. Very. Why? You know what you're doing. Because I'm not really an academic. I'm more, <laughs> I'm more like charismatic. Okay. Um, so I don't feel like I speak very well. So I get um, really nervous in situations like that. And again, I'm not 
I, I can't rattle off test things for you. I can't rattle off letters that mean things because I don't know what they mean. Um, so, and I was the only music teacher that got chosen. So um, I know that's rare. And I think I was just in my own head, imposter syndrome for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it looked like you had a great job. So people follow you on Instagram. You got all those professional pictures. And of course you guys are running around Fort Scott having, sure did. having, having an amazing time. You went to RCA last year also. What did you, what did you take from that? Oh, holy Moses. What didn't I take from that? Um, so many things. I think I, I, I did do some of them. Um, but then realize, wow, I could do this a lot more. Tracking is kind of a big thing for me. So, um, I really love not sitting and my kids don't sit very often at all in music. Um, so that was really valuable. Um, uh, I just, you know, kids can do so much more and have so many amazing thoughts than we give them credit for. And I think that was a main thing too, is like, you know, you guys, you're amazing. You know this, right? And so just for them to feel as amazing as those teachers and those kids were, it's like, we are in RCA school, guys. I'm mm -hmm. not bragging about this RCA because this is you. This is you. I really, really, this is my first school being in a house system. I love it. I mm -hmm. think it's phenomenal. Um, I think it builds such a great sense of community. Uh, and I took that back with the classroom too. A lot of like, Robert's on fire. And the whole class goes, wipe him down. You know, so a lot of fun things like that. But it just solidified that what you're doing and what we're doing is is the right path. Yeah, well, thank you. I, the whole point I, I try to send people there is just to feel the environment and feel. It's phenomenal. It's like. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, there's things there that, of course, you know, some people can't do and well, you exactly. can't do that because they have a smaller school. You know, Vegas, it's it's a little they, harder. They have a smaller school and a little bit more money and a lot more freedom. And Ron can fire people if he wants to and you know, all, all, <laughs> Wait. all kinds of stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but it's it's awesome. If you could if you could make a big change in education, Oof. what would it be? Value your teachers. Explain that. It's a good time for you to say that. We need to be paid more. It's ridiculous. Um, this district so, is very I large. Mean, I don't mean to cut you off. Let's Go have ahead. a let's have a debate. Okay. All teachers need to be paid more, or just some? All. I think if all were paid more, the ones that are lagging a little bit would work a little bit harder. Do I think know? it's just. Fr I do. I do. I hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, See, that's interesting because I always wonder. Is I mean, if you if I tell you to think of like a teacher that you just didn't really have respect for, you'll think of someone. Mm -hmm. But if if I say, OK, well, that teacher is going to get a 10 percent raise also. Do you really think that they're going to do more work or work harder or work smarter? I mean, I guess I would hope so, because I would. I mean, I yeah. do a lot extra that I don't get. I don't know what for. else you could do, John. Yeah, right. So <laughs> wait till I get in the musical, man. Um <laughs> So I think that's I think the the district has really um, slapped the veteran teachers in the face mm -hmm. and uh, faces. And so that's frustrating. Am I leaving? No. Um, am I active on the board and things like that? And superintendent teachers advisory cabinet? Yes, I am. Um, do I think just my voice will make a difference? I don't. So I don't really know where the solution is. But if I dwell on what on that, mm -hmm. um, then I, I won't be the teacher that I am. So that's second fiddle, but it, it is frustrating. It is absolutely frustrating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, 
Iowa said, you know, I feel like you definitely should be. My struggle is, I mean, we have a hard time recruiting people to mm-hmm, Vegas. Absolutely. When we came 20 plus years ago, they needed people. It was easy. Um, I got a bonus. I did not. So mm. you, good for you. Good for you. You probably deserve it. I probably didn't. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Vegas for yeah. sure. Um, but I, I think if we, the problem is, okay, we raise it 10%. Every other state's doing that. And so we're constantly behind. And I just don't know if we're ever going to catch up enough. And of course, right. how many how many people do you know that are going into music education? Zero. Zero. Or let's just think positive and say a few. A few. And, and that, I think, is going to be a huge conundrum as we go forward for specialists because how do you have specials when you don't have specialists that fit right what we need well didn't they take away the pe certification i i don't know because we have bianca so i don't have right well they word. did i'll <laughs> yeah. let you know okay, they took away the pe certification so anybody yeah. i shouldn't say anybody but anybody licensed can teach p and you don't have to have a degree i think uh yeah i think library has something like that as well again i'm blessed i don't have to worry about those rules um because we're we're lucky but um i think you make a good point though we need to value teachers more one of my things you know if you if you take care of the teachers they'll take care of the people right so i think you know we try to do that uh at thompson so absolutely and we're you know it's a different world than it was when i was started teaching 20 years ago it's yeah yeah, it's just different it's just everything's different and it's hard for them it's hard for the kids it's hard for the parents it's hard for us so that's why I have fun every day. Yeah, you, well, you I mean, have come to. On. How many of us do you think if could go back twenty three years for me, or twenty four for your twenty for you, twenty four for me? We could go back. We would still do what we do, or would we? Would we take a different path? There's nothing else I could do. There really isn't. I mean, I've I have thought about it. I'm not going to lie. COVID yeah. was a little tricky. I'm not. Oh, for music? I can imagine. Oh my gosh. It was like a dog and pony show in my house. <laughs> Swimming like a beast. My husband's like, if I hear that song one more time. Um, but yes, it was. Um, but I, I really, I thought about all the things, but I, th- there's nothing that fulfills me more. There really isn't. And I know it sounds cheesy and I know it sounds, but it's, it's the absolute truth. I, if I were to go back in high school and say, what did you want to be? It would have been like on Broadway, but yeah. honestly, the music room is my stage. So it I'm is. on every day. That's true. Yeah. And you can never be cut or like canceled. It's no, I'm the star, baby. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. If you could give beginning music teachers or beginning teachers, last question, if you could give beginning teachers advice, what would you give them? Don't take yourself or your job too seriously. Have fun. Music is about fun. Music is about making connections. Music is about wanting them to come back and be lifelong learners of music because music really is all the subjects. It's music. It's history. It's language arts. It's physical education. It is literally every single subject that you can think of. So if you get them to love music, and I'm not saying make them sing every day, like just have fun, play the drums, do a silly dance, you know? Um, just make memories or okay. I got to ask one more question now or where. So for those of you who don't know, Ali Judd is a puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> so how, where did, where did your ability to do puppets for music come from? Well, I'm very lonely. No, um, they're, they're marionettes. First of all, they're marionettes. Okay. I apologize. And I, you, I first got one to teach correct singing posture. 
And ever since then, it just was a hit. And now I have marionettes for Tempo the T-Rex. And I mean, every musical element you can think of. And the kids love them. They do. They do. Well, I know... I personally am very grateful that you came to Thompson and I appreciate all that you do for the families and for the kids and for everybody just out front in the school every day. And uh, I am especially grateful that you took the time to come and hang out with me on the podcast. So anytime. Thank you. All right, Allie John, no matter where you stand on the views, always remember it's all about it's all perspective. About perspective. All you right, know we'll it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Allie. Bye. 